Welcome to the 51st episode of And Another Thing, proudly presented by the great team at Municipal Solutions. You can find them online by going to municipalsolutions.ca. My name is Jody Jenkins. And I'm Tony Clement. Hold on. That's in honor of Gord Downey. I was going to say, am I supposed to guess that riff? <laughs> yeah, better, better not. We don't want any problems with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last, last thing we need is to be shut down because, although it is Canadian content, so I'm sure we'd have a great argument with uh, with the powers that be. Exactly, exactly. Good, good thoughts. But let's not test it. So <laughs> that was not any Gord Downey material, I'm sure. Although and that we, was. Go ahead. Sorry, you were going to say. We do want to recognize that it's so. As we're recording this, it's three years since he passed on, and. He is greatly missed. And I remember one of our earliest episodes, because again, I did mention this is our 51st. We're one episode removed from a full year. I know. 52 years. But um, I remember one of our early episodes being in the studio and you were wearing a long sleeve, tragically hip shirt. That was the topic of discussion for, I don't know, a good five, 10 minutes. It, well, because it was one of the original vintage shirts. Like I yeah. got it in like 19... 19- 84 or something and i was still wearing the bloody thing a very george orwellian year yeah it was but uh, you i know. know you got it in 1980 1984 I, were the I, hip around in 84 uh you know what i didn't i got it in 19 <laughs> i got it in 1990 i got okay it in that makes no sense yeah i think 84 was a little bit before the hip started well i think i saw them in i think i saw them in kingston around that time around 85 86 36 years ago, 84. I, no, okay. No. Maybe. I don't know what someone, no, no, no. someone correct us or, or say, yeah, Tony's right. No, no, don't, don't say that I'm right because I may not be, but it's around no, that time I might. saw them in Kingston. I know you've been right once. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long time ago, I'm sure. Hey, uh, can I just say one other thing? Uh, because oh, we have a no. new sponsor oh. today. Yes, of course. Yes, it's a new sponsor time. We've got, uh, merchantfreedom.ca, who are your trusted experts in credit card processing and merchant services. They have low rates. They have fast and easy processing. They have no hidden terms and fees, and they have e-commerce solutions. They help businesses lower the cost to create to take credit cards as payment. Now, there's a special offer that is being uh, uh, merchantfreedom.ca is powered by Virtuous Payments. And they have a special offer for veteran entrepreneurs of Canada where there's no setup fee, no cancellation fee, no contracts. So you do that through uh, merchantfreedom.ca. Uh, and I think that's a great service. And we want to thank them for sponsoring us. Yeah. And is there a little bit of a backstory there on how we got connected with them? Well, the backstory is it's it's done through social media now. Uh, you know, somebody saw us posting about the podcast and contacted me and, and said, hey, we'd like to uh, consider using your services. So this is, uh, they're dipping their toe in the water. Uh, they're not a presenting sponsor, but that's fine. Uh, you can yeah. be a sponsor without being a presenting sponsor. We have different rates for different levels of sponsorship, and we want to thank everybody. Yeah, and, uh, you know, let me be the first to say, and I know you would agree, Tony, that if you want your business to go to the next level, 
you associate with us. That's the bottom line. Clearly, that's the, the message that uh, municipalsolutions.ca has learned, as well as merchantfreedom.ca. So there you and go. And I won't say it. I want to, but I won't say who I'm talking about. But there are podcasts out there that if you want to see your business stall and not see any <laughs> growth and revenues, by all means, you can go and support them. I want to name one so bad, but I'm not going to do it. It's a free market out there. (laughs) Good for you. Hey, uh, all right. um, Go ahead. uh, We got uh, it's just uh, Jody and I today uh, for the podcast. Don't leave. Don't leave after you just heard that. (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't want them to think we had a guest. We like to do this once every six or seven weeks or so uh, by the and this was urged upon us by the listenership. They didn't want to have a podcast where we were marginalized uh, and so sometimes it's just you and I riffing. So, uh, I want to, I want to say for the record that this is an exciting week for me coming up because my son is getting married. Oh, nice. So I'll be attending a COVID wedding. It's my son and his uh, son, Alex, and his lovely fiance, uh, whose name is Emily. And, uh, it's, uh, very exciting, even with the COVID requirements. Uh, the, the marriage is taking place outside the GTA. Thank goodness for that. And uh, I'm just very excited that uh, my son's getting married. So kudos how, to him. I'm curious and congratulations, but how nerve wracking has it been? Maybe not so much for you, but maybe as much, but for um, your son and their family and your new daughter-in-law's family to follow all this COVID regulation stuff and wonder like, you know, two weeks ago, they could have been sitting there going like, are we even going to be able to do this? So what's what's yeah. the roller coaster of emotions been like? Totally, um, totally like that. Uh, my my son, his personality is very he's very calm uh, and his fiance the same thing. Thank goodness. Uh, so it's not like bridezilla or, or groomzilla or anything like that. But, uh, you know, they're they're just they want all of their guests. We have 50 guests, not it was going to be 250, but now it's 50. That's we've accommodated that. And he just wants to make sure everybody's safe. And then every time there's a, a, you know, a new, a new news conference by the premier, you know, we're on tenterhooks because you don't know what's coming down the pipe. So I think at this point, we're just going to roll with it. Whatever it is, we're going to do. They've decided they're going to get married regardless. It's not as if they're going to be postponing the, the wedding. So we'll we'll do whatever the authorities think is the right thing to do. And so there's going to be no dancing. They 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 hired a band. The band is still going to be there, uh, but there's no dancing. So you just I guess you get to tap your fingers and uh, masks will be worn uh, unless you're at your table. And that's just the reality of it. Uh, the, the wedding itself is outdoors ish. It's kind of like it's it's an enclosed space, but it's it's open, uh, and uh, then the uh, banquet uh, will be in an indoor facility. So I guess that's the way it is. And here's a funny thing uh, to to keep going on this riff just for one more cycle here. Uh, the the bride's parents I knew when I was at university 35 years ago. Oh wow! And, uh, I actually lived in a student residence at U of T. And the bride's father was in the same residence house as myself. And I was president of my college council, the, the student council. And the bride's mother, when I was president, was on the on the student council as a counselor. So wow. uh, and then I lost track of them over time. You know, you, you graduate, you leave, you don't 
really keep in touch with uh, as many people. And then uh, now I'm totally reunited with uh, this uh, this great family uh, through uh, my son's uh, connection to them. So it's it's very very nice. Small world for sure. And I will go back for one second to what you said about no dancing, just to let you know, Kevin Bacon is a huge fan of our podcast. And yes. there's a good good chance once he listens to this and hears that dancing has been outlawed at uh, that wedding, he may show up and have something to say about that. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they should they should have a movie about that. <laughs> I think it's been done. I think oh, it's been shoot. done. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yes, Tony and I are going to continue bantering on this episode. And I, I Quickly, though, I got to give a shout out to John Mutton, of course, yeah. the owner and principal of Municipal Solutions. Great show last week. And he shared that show all over the place. And that show has rocketed towards the tops of our most downloaded and listened to episodes. Unbelievable. Is that right? Yeah. So I thought that was pretty impressive. So, yeah, come on our show. Uh, you know, try convince us that you can be a guest we will interview you and as long as you share it to 300 people uh it'll be a successful show so there you go <laughs> i think you meant three million but uh, three million that was it yeah yeah exactly we got to catch uh barstool or something <laughs> so what's going on in your life oh i'm just busy i have a coffee company as you know tell, uh, tell, called... tell people about your coffee company well yeah i guess i could give a free plug for that so yeah. About a year ago, good friends of ours, um, Matt and Kristen uh, O'Coin, who own Marquee Construction here in the in Eastern Ontario, uh, Belleville area where we are, um, approached us about a coffee company. Matt's a huge fan of coffee, uh, had done it on the side himself, and literally said, you know what, I'm going to renovate our barn, I'm going to build a roastery, buy all the equipment, I'm going all in, uh, Jody and my wife, Sean, are you guys interested in being a part of this? So we said, yeah. So all the documents were drawn up and, and we went through all those things. And finally, this past September, so about a month and a bit ago, we launched Lord and Lady Coffee, which is a fresh roast, small batch roastery, where we do uh, a blend. We have a blend called The One. That's what we have right now. Okay. Uh, and if you're a coffee connoisseur, it has dark chocolate and brown sugar notes with some floral hints, Whoa. but it's, yeah, it's doing very well. Uh, we sell mostly in the Quinney region of Eastern Ontario, but we do ship online. And the thing with our coffee is we are making it every two weeks. So if you order wow. it, if you order it, Tony, it'll have a date on it. Like literally, like we've had some of our first people that have gotten it shipped, you know, they order it on a, a Wednesday and say they receive it on Friday. Well, that coffee was made on the Tuesday. Like it was like four days before they got it kind of thing. Right. So Great. We, we really pride ourselves on that. That's not to say that anything outside of two weeks would taste bad. It's just our optimal time for getting it in your hands and having you taste it is in that two to three week window. So Lord and is the name of the website. And I'll tell you right now, if you go on there and you order at least two bags, which I think comes to $42, Right. You're going to get you're going to get free shipping. Anything over forty dollars, free shipping. So, wow. Okay. Now, I have a question, though. Sure. Do, do I have to call you Milord now? <laughs> Milord and Milady. That's how we were. That's how we refer to each other. Actually, the four of us that are in the business. Yeah. And I go into Matt's house or whatever. I look at Matt and I go, Milord. And he looks at my <laughs> wife and goes, he goes, Milady. And I go, I look at his wife and I go, Milady. And she looks at me and goes, Milord. And we go back and forth for about 15 minutes. And that, then, that joke is going to get very old. <laughs> Milord. 
Milady, my lord. Milady, my lord. I think it's great. I think it's another example of new companies and new businesses that are starting up uh, during COVID. And, uh, you know, uh, we should we should celebrate that entrepreneurial spirit that's around everywhere. So good for you for doing that. I think that's great. Yeah. And I'm going to bounce the ball back at you because I know you've been busy with a lot of different things, too. And it seems like every other day there's a press release about a board that you're on. <laughs> so is there any I guess the best thing to ask is what boards are you not on in Ontario? Oh, no, 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 no. It's uh, I'm I'm really enjoying being a startup entrepreneur. So I'm involved in a bunch of different companies that are starting out. A couple of them are tech companies uh, that I've been those those I've been involved with for the longest, uh, almost a year and then the latest ones have been more in the healthcare space. And uh, one of them, as you know, is uh, Red Light Holland, which is a psilocybin or mushrooms and truffles company uh, that is producing in the Netherlands right now uh, with my good friend, uh, former radio personality, Todd Shapiro. And uh, that's the one that uh, has, uh, you know, people, uh, Robert Linton, who was with Canopy, and uh, Russell Peters, the comedian, and so on. So uh, we're having a lot of fun with that, just starting out in that space. And I was I was uh, attracted to that because uh, of increasing evidence. There still has to be more studies and tests, but uh, there are uh, there are tests that show that uh, psilocybin. Uh, it can reduce anxiety, can reduce depression, can reduce suicidal ideation, and can reduce PTSD. So if that uh, does come out with further research, that would be a very good thing for society. So uh, I, that's one of the companies I'm involved in. And I just got on the board of um, my local community radio station where I have Tony's Rockin' Shindig. Uh, every month. And uh, so I'm uh, now a board member on Hunters Bay Radio in Muskoka, which is just, uh, it's just a, a passion of mine to have local community radio uh, that is, uh, you know, that is locally run. And, uh, you know, it's not part of a conglomerate. It's just, you know, a bunch of people, women and men coming together to produce local radio and, and, and also promote local musicians, which I think is really yeah. important. So, yeah, and I was going to say you've been you've been very diverse in your interests and especially I wasn't totally shocked about the the board appointment or the involvement with the mushroom one, because I don't know if you remember this, but one of our first times golfing and I had, I think it was you might have been me that hit a ball just near the woods and I saw like a mushroom and I said, look at that wing and you just you ate it. So, <laughs> and I, I knew I was like, holy geez, I. And you're like, I'm not worried. It's all in the name of research. It's like, all in the name of research. Yeah. And of course, you couldn't tell me at that time what you were getting into. But yeah, it was crazy. Now, you know, I have we have been told that we should tell uh, tell a lot of stories. That story is not true, though. But uh, <laughs> thank you for for sharing. It with sounds me. good, though. It sounds it does, good. It was it a good does. story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a lot of fun to be involved in these startups because I, I when I when I I'll tell you a story. When I started, when I was exiting politics, I, I went around to different people that I knew in uh, the business world and in the ex-politicals and so on, and I asked for advice. And I went to the senior partner of a law firm who was uh, my dean uh, when I was at uh, law school. I won't mention his name, but I said, you know, what uh, what advice do you have for me? And he said, you know... What you should do is go to a, a large law firm, use that as your anchor, do a lot of law. That's what I'm doing now. I'm doing a lot of law, he said. 
uh, and uh, then you can do other stuff on the side. And I thought to myself, you know, he and, and God bless him. He, he gave me a, a good good amount of his time, but that's that was his life. It wasn't my life, right? He was basically saying, "Be like me," which I think you know maybe that's what people do when when people ask for advice. Your your automatic position is, well, here's what I do, and and it's working, so be like me. Yeah. But that wasn't me, and Correct. so uh, that to me was a real turning point because I I did not want to go back to practicing law. I didn't want to be in a large law firm. And so I thought, you know what, I, what I need is what I call a portfolio approach. I, I've got my hands, you know, in different areas, uh, fingers in different pies. And uh, out of all of that, I make a living. And um, uh, I, I, the, other, the other guiding principle is have fun and be with friends. Yeah. And if, I, if I can do that and have a little bit of fun, have a few laughs, uh, to me, that's, that, that's part of what I want in my business life. Uh, and start with startups, just like, you know, create wealth, create new businesses, create new products. Um, I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And, uh, when I get up in the morning, I feel energized, uh, as much as I was in politics. So, so far, so good. Yeah. Tony, speaking of politics, I want to get your thoughts on this. I don't know if you caught it, but I, Pierre Polyev, who's a good friend of the show and good yeah. friend of both of us, I think he had the the best line ever that I've heard in the House of Commons. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Or do... Why don't you tell us? Okay, so, and then I want to get your thoughts on if you've heard a better one or a better story. So the other day he was talking in question period about, a, I don't want to say a bailout, but it was some funding that was provided for a casino that hadn't been doing well. And I think it was to the tune of $200 million. And so, Tony, uh, Pierre's asking the questions of the uh, the prime minister. And I, I'm not going to give all the preamble of what he said, but at the end of his question leading into it, he said, will the genius who came up with this idea, this financial idea, please stand up? And, oh, of course, yeah. Trudeau, Trudeau had this, he stood right up, which I thought was funny because if <laughs> I was Trudeau, I would have just sat there. I don't know if he has that option, but Trudeau stood right up. And I just thought, man. That was, I think that was the best I've ever seen. So I don't know if you have a better one or if you've no, ever seen that's, I mean, you know, obviously uh, that I heard the, the, um, the punchline, but I didn't <laughs> know the circumstances. So Pierre is very good on his feet. Um, even early on in opposition, when we, when we were out of government and in, in opposition, he memorized his questions, didn't read his questions into the record. He, yeah. He was, he's a lot more livelier and, and obviously he's been very effective. So it doesn't surprise me that he does that. And, you know, it's a tough time to be in opposition right now because every time they, they raise a stink, uh, Trudeau says, well, you know, I'm concentrating on COVID. Why are, why are you doing this? We, we should be all together fighting COVID. So that's the first thing. The second thing for Canadian politicians, you know, there's that giant sucking sound that is American politics. That's all anybody wants to talk about. You yeah. know, you, you can talk into your blue in the face about the We Charity scandal or about the fact that we're the the the, the deficit is three hundred and forty billion dollars, whatever you want to talk about. And people say, yeah, I was, I, did you see Trump the other day or, you know, whatever. Right. And do you see the fly on Pence's head. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, so it's it's a really tough time to be an opposition politician. Now, uh, obviously, the 
presidential race will be coming to an initial close. I, I'm not going to say it's it's going to be over on November 3rd because I don't think it's going to be over. I think phase one is over on November 3rd, but uh, it's not going to be over till January 20th when they swear in a new president. Tony, it's only just beginning down there. Oh, it's only just beginning, <laughs> folks. No, seriously. Like the carpenters. It, it, it's all, we've only just begun. We've but, only uh, just begun. Yeah, to to fight rather than to live. By the way, I'll tell me if I'm wrong on this because you talked about the We Charity, and I, I just want to send a clear message. Unless I'm completely wrong to the conservatives uh, federally, I think if you stop ten people on the street, I'd say eight to eight or nine of them don't care about the We thing. Yeah, like I don't know. I and that's not. I'm not saying that I agree with it at all. I think that it should be investigated and I'm disappointed. I'm saying for the average voter that we're trying to reach to win an election, whenever that may be, I'm not so sure we're winning anything uh, points wise or swaying them with just hammering on that. So I, I but no, you're, you're making the, you're making the government miserable though, which is, uh, you know, true. sometimes uh, that's all you can do is, is you, you have an obligation to hold them to account. Yeah. yeah no, I, I get that. But at what point do you say enough is enough? Yeah. Like, well, Move on closer to the election. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And talk about people's uh, pocketbook issues. Absolutely. But in the meantime, uh, you want to you the government is corrupt is it's always what the opposition wants to paint the government as in between elections. So it's not. And I want to transition for a second here to the uh, NFL, because I know that, you know, I'm a huge Browns fan and I know that you are a (laughs) Las Vegas Raiders fan now. Yes, I and am. I, so we play the Steelers this weekend, big game. Um, and in fact, I'm just checking the schedule right now because I believe I want to see when we play the Raiders because I think it's coming up. But you guys had a huge win against Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah, that was big. That was big. So we play you in uh, like two weeks. So yeah. we play you on uh, November first. So that'll be a big game. But have you been impressed with what Gruden is doing? in Las Vegas. I got to be honest. I mean, I'm not so sure. This sounds so cliche. I feel like I'm a sportscaster. I'm not so sure that Las Vegas won the game as much as Kansas city lost the game. They, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, they were, it wasn't the same Kansas city. Yeah, they were not. It was very, it was very clear. And, uh, I was not impressed with their defense. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but, uh, no, uh, from, from my perspective, uh, you know, this it's a frustrating team sometimes, the Raiders, because, uh, you know, they 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 won the first two games, then they lost the next two games. And it's like, oh, we're back to this again. And then they win against Kansas City. So your your hopes are back up again. So, uh, you know what they're uh, I th- I'm just looking. They've got to buy this week and then we play the Bucks um, on week seven. Uh, the Bucks are three and two. We're three and two. So that should be an even game. Then we got the the Browns will be a tougher a tougher game because the Browns are doing well this year. So yeah, we uh, literally depending on, of course I'm going to be the eternal optimist. I think we beat Pittsburgh. So we're five and one. And then we have Cincinnati the week after. So we almost could be six and one coming into to yeah. see, see Las Vegas. So. Hey, it's very impressive. My father-in-law is a Browns fan and he's always uh, been forlorn by the end of the season. But uh, I mean, you look at some of these, it's a kind of a weird season. I don't know if you've been following, but you know, the Falcons yeah, yeah. are, are zero and five. The jets are zero and five. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that are not doing very well. The, the dolphins are two and three. The chargers are one and four. Yeah. Like it's very, very lopsided. Um, yeah. I don't know what, if that's to do with COVID or or 
just the the ebb and flow of the game. But uh, I'm looking for I, I look. It's it's live sports. Uh, there are some fans in the stands. Um, I won't get into whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, but uh, it makes for you know an exciting live sports presence when when all of that happens. So and uh, I, I gotta say, I think sports in, in general has done an amazing job with you know mitigating the risk and protecting the players. Yes, there have been cases of COVID. Like I'm talking, like you know, baseball saw some early outbreaks, but they got stuff under control. The NFL has seen the occasional outbreak. But I'd say overall, overall, he's doing a great job. And I noticed the other night I was watching baseball. I think it was uh, Atlanta and the Dodgers. And I didn't even realize that fans are now back watching those games. Yeah. So that was yeah. awesome to see. I think it's a, I think it's great. And I, I think in the in the NBA, they didn't have a single case. No. Tra- transmitted COVID in the bubble, in the Orlando bubble. So good for them. There's only a few cases in the NHL. Uh, I think it was pre-bubble in the NHL. So, uh, and of course the NHL will be back in action in January with, uh, an outdoor game perhaps at Lake Louise, which will be a great backdrop. So they're, they're thinking right there. I mean, obviously this is about money because all professional sports is about that, but they're, they're thinking outside the box and they're coming up with ways to, to create a product. Uh, and obviously you and I are live sports fans. And uh, we want to see that. Uh, I, if only we could find a way for live music to to be as uh, creative and uh, safe. But um, alas, that's not the case. What is this live music you speak of? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, um, I don't remember live music. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, pretty sad right now. And uh, look, we got a lot of artists who are suffering and uh, but are tr- but they're they're finding ways to get their music out. They're, the Killers released an album uh, that that's obviously a large band, but, uh, you know, new bands are being formed and new musicians are you know, are getting their stuff done. So good for them. You soon you'll be able to tell stories of what live music was like, Tony. I know. around you it'll be like an old, old fart well, are you are you a simpsons aficionado yes so do you remember the one episode when grandpa <laughs> simpson was under the lemon tree and <laughs> all the kids are like look there's an old man talking and so they go over and sit around and he tells the story of the lemon tree <laughs> yeah i know it's it's uh it's my life what can i tell you I but, I was excited because the Spider-Man franchise, uh, there's a rumor going around that the next Spider-Man is going to have Tom Holland as Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the same movie. Oh, okay. I didn't, I saw something about that, but what's, what's the premise on that? Well, there was a, an animated Spider-Man movie, which is really good. It's like, which has a Spider-Man multiverse. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was a great, it was a cartoon, but it was actually one of the best Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. Uh, so I think they're opening the door to maybe a multiverse. Uh, it's very exciting for us uh, uh, Marvel Comics Universe people. Don't, I don't tell know me it's just going to be a cartoon in this movie, though. No, 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 no. It'll be live action, but, uh, okay. but they're taking the idea of the multiverse and taking it to the next level. So. Well, now I'm going to have to watch this movie you speak of. Yes, I know. <laughs> and then one final thing I want to say for our audience, uh, where COVID is, uh, you know, uh, the, the kids will have some sort of Halloween, I guess. But this Halloween is on a Saturday night, right? Yes. There's going to be a full moon, <laughs> right? Course. 
and uh, and it's like the perfect Halloween. And oh, the uh, the next morning, you, the uh, the uh, time goes back one hour, so you actually get an extra hour. you get an extra hour partying. But of course, the rules are you're not supposed. You to won't party. be able to party, Tony. I know. You won't be able. It's to very party. sad. Now, uh, what's the odds on that? Uh, several people are wearing COVID, uh, the spiked COVID image as their costume. Uh, that's gonna be, don't you think that's going to be like one of the top costumes oh, on, yeah, co- yeah, on yeah. COVID? Yeah, it's going to be all COVID all the time. Yeah, you could you could dress. I guess you could dress yourself up as like a bottle of Corona beer and then have a runny nose and call it, you say I'm the Corona virus. <laughs> like, and I, then uh, whenever anybody opens the door or you're at a party, you just cough a lot. That'll, that'll yeah. go really well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. I think that wraps up our time for today. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Jeez, if, if anyone stuck around to the end of this, they're uh, I'm very impressed. So well, we appreciate the support. A few. There's millions. Exactly. That's, that's a few million. And so, uh, thanks again to Municipal Solutions, MunicipalSolutions.ca. Uh, they are amazing. The sponsor Merchant MerchantFreedom.ca, which is powered by virtual virtuous payments. So uh, we want to thank them too. Awesome. Tony, appreciate it. Stay safe. Yep. I guess, I guess I won't talk to you until after the wedding. So make sure you have a great time. I'll have lots of stories for, for our crew. Don't yes. worry. Yeah. Six foot, uh, distance stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Socially distant wedding. Exactly. All right. Talk to you in seven days. For sure.